broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Coming to you, well, my man Demond Cotton is coming to you live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I am the in the home studio today, this afternoon, and ready to hold it down for the next three hours. And we're coming to you uh, with a different state of mind today, as uh, we're at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, every Monday night. We're there for Monday Night Football, and we are very excited, one, to be there, very excited by the Raider Nation representation that came out to the Underground Lounge on, uh, on Monday to hang out with us. We had a really good time. And then we prepared for a Monday night football game that got off a little bit later of a start. Uh, it was scheduled to be back a little bit due to uh, the college football bowl games that were going on. So it, it wasn't kicking off at its normal time. Got underway a little bit and into the first quarter, all of a sudden, DeMar Hamlin happened. Bill's safety on what looked to be, when I saw the replay multiple times, looked to be a pretty routine play that happens in the NFL all the time. Gets hit with the helmet in the chest, which again, happens all the time just throughout the course of a game and just the wrong wrong type of hit at the wrong type of time in the wrong spot. He goes down, bounces right back up, and then collapses. And then as I'm listening to it, I wasn't even watching uh, it as it happened live. I was listening to it on our sister station. No, actually, I was listening to it on this station, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, excuse me, it was on our station. Usually it's on ESPN Las Vegas, but it was on our station last night. As I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to the words of Kevin Harlan, who does a fantastic job. A fantastic job every time he does a broadcast. When you can hear panic and concern in Kevin Harlan's voice, I knew then it was real. And, and what I mean by real is like real serious. So, of course, continue to monitor it, continue to monitor it, continue to monitor it. Try to have dinner, continue to monitor it, continue to monitor it. I just really, after it happened, after the, the accident happened, uh, the situation happened there in Cincinnati, wasn't the same the rest of the night. And here we are leading up to where we are right now at 2.02 on this Tuesday. Tamar Hamlin is still in a Cincinnati hospital. He's in critical condition, and that's all we know. There's a lot of speculation out there, and I want to start this show off first and foremost to say we will not be that outlet. We will not speculate. We will not be insensitive. We will not think that who cares, just go play a football game. I say that because I've actually seen that. I've had people hit me up and say that, which is ridiculous. Won't even go there because that's 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 not what I want to. That's not the energy I want to bring to this show. But we're definitely going to be talking about it in great length. We have some great guests coming up on the show today, and of course, Raider Nation. I don't know how long we'll have for open lines to get a couple calls in here and there, but we do want to hear from you throughout the course of the show on our don'tbebroke.com text line. And whenever we have a guest, if there's a question that you'd like us to ask, we'll be, pl- we'll be happy to do that. I'll be monitoring it. DeMond will be monitoring it as much as possible. 69187, keyword R&R. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. You punch in 69187. That's the phone number. I say that in air quotes. And then you have to put the letters R-N-R, space, and your message. And then we'll be sure to get it. And we'll get that on the air uh, as quickly as possible. And, again, it's just one of those days, and this is what – this is when our jobs become interesting. 
right? It's easy to go in and talk about football every day. It's go. It's easy to go in and talk about the Raiders and get excited and talk about this, that, and the other. You know, fire some folks up, get the controversy going, whatever the case is. You know, whatever your bag, whatever your angle is, it's easy to do that. Days like today, it's not easy because you realize that you it, – it's more than just sports. It's more than just a game. I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation – one, I did my podcast last night, which was very difficult to do uh, because all I could think of was tomorrow, and I, I did the whole show on them, and I didn't know what the feedback was going to be, but it turned out relatively well, so that's great. I did an interview earlier today, and I do uh, quite a bit of interviews. People hit me up all the time. My man CK in Fresno, he works for Fox Sports in Fresno, hit me up and said, Q, can, we, can you give me a few minutes of your time? I said, no problem. Raider Nation, I promise you, the interview was probably about 20 minutes long. 15 minutes into it, I'm in full tears full tears like i i could not stop to the point where ck had to cut me off and was like q it's good i love you brother like that's that's how the conversation went i was in full tears and i don't know exactly why i just know that talking about what we were talking about and talking about the fact that life is much more important than touchdowns and interceptions and rushing yards and wins and losses it just got to me and anyone who's listened to me for a long time knows that I've got, you know, trials and tribulations that have gone on in my life. And maybe that was some of those emotions coming back. I don't know. But I'll, when I tell you, Raider Nation, I was in full tears. I was in full-blown tears. It was – it's just – and that's the kind of day it is. It's, it's emotional. Not that I'm trying to put anyone else in tears. I actually really want to help kind of be the, 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 the calming voice, the, you know, the ones that – that can help everyone kind of come together. That's our job is to help everyone come together as a community. Whether you're listening in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're listening in Houston, Texas, you're listening in L.A., Oakland, it doesn't matter. We are a community of listeners here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And when the community is hurt for any other reason, the community comes together. And that's what we're going to do on today's show. And we have a lot of really good guests that are going to help us do it. That matter of fact, we're going to start the opening drive with Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, also from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Who knows Tamar Hamlin? Covered him at Pitt. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Like Mike Tomlin said today, uh, I want to send a message to uh, Tamar Hamlin, who's a Pittsburgher. I'm a Pittsburgher. I mean, the guy grew up in the area. The guy had offers to go anywhere in college. Uh, he wanted to. Alabama, Clemson, uh, you name it, he had an offer there. Four-star recruit coming out of high school and said, no, I want to stay home in my community. I want to stay home near my family. So we'll start things off with Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, in just a couple minutes, uh, talking all things DeMar Hamlin and what the reaction has been like there. That's up at uh, 210. At 2.30, former Raider wide receiver uh, Bryce Butler, he'll join the show. And when I set this up, I really set this up Sunday night after the game, and we are going to talk about, um, you know, what – play calling look like from Sunday's game against San Francisco? What Stidham looked like? What Devontae looked like? We were, we were going to talk X's and O's, wide receivers, you know, all that situation. That's what the plan was. But sometimes the plan has changed. So with everything that's going on, with Bryce Butler being a former wide receiver, you know, what, what his mentality is, what his mentality uh, was, what his thoughts were when he would hit the field, you know, what, what would go through his mind, what went through his mind when he saw – you know, somebody who's a member of that fraternity. And believe me, there's a lot of people that play this sport. There's not a lot of people that make it to the highest level. Bryce Butler made it to the highest level. So when he sees someone in that fraternity on that turf, not getting up, not putting the thumbs up in the air, what was going through his mind. So we'll, he'll join us at 2.30 to talk about that. Uh, we may talk a little Raiders at, at that point, but uh, for the majority of it, it's going to be 
you know, just again, the life of, uh, of DeMar Hamlin, what's going on with him as he's currently in a Cincinnati hospital in critical condition and just kind of what goes through an NFL player's mind. At 3 o'clock every Tuesday, we have John McClain from GalleriesSports.com, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll join the show. Same thing. We'll ask him about everything that happened Monday Night Football, uh, what the NFL do, does to move forward. And that was one of the questions my buddy CK asked me. He said, hey, you know, the Bills have a game with the Patriots on Sunday. How do those guys, how does Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen and company, how do they get back out there on the field? And I didn't have a right answer. I had no answer because I didn't know. I've, I've been covering sports and watching football for a very long time. This is unprecedented for me. I don't know. But John McClain, he's been around for a very long time. So we'll get his thoughts on that. We'll talk all things NFL with them as it relates to what was going on uh, with Hamlin and how they decide to move forward and what the decisions that the NFL is going to do. Uh, the game is, is suspended. They haven't decided when they're going to, you know, what, what their next plan of attack is. They put out a statement earlier. They're not planning on changing any Week 18 games as of right now. But that's always subject to change. So we'll get the latest and the greatest with John McClain coming up at 3 o'clock. 3.30, Dr. Jessica Flynn, Doc Flynn on Twitter. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on what she saw as a trained professional. And Raider Nation, if you ever get an opportunity to thank the EMT, thank your, your friends that are nurses or doctors or the people that actually matter, not guys like me and DeMond, not that we don't matter, but we don't do anything that's, that's life-changing, right? Like I'm really good friends with uh, Demi. And, uh, and Michelle, Michelle is Vegas Jess's wife, and Demi is, is Twilight's uh, just about wife, <laughs> might as well be. They, they are in the hospitals. They are working in the hospitals with patients, with us, making sure that we're okay. Those are the people that need to get praised more often than not, and they don't. And then we realize it when situations like this happen. So uh, we'll talk to Doc Flynn coming up at 3.30 and just as a trained professional, what was going through her mind as she was watching what was going on on Monday Night Football. Lincoln Kennedy joins us at 4 o'clock. He joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. Just like Bryce Butler, we'll ask him what he was thinking as a former player, what it felt like for him every time he strapped it on, right, every time he went out onto the gridiron. Because, man, you're, we say it all the time, you're only one play away. You really are one play away. So, you know, and, and I heard uh, Chris Canty earlier today saying that, you know, these players always, they know the risk going into the league. They know what the risk is that anything could happen in any, any given play, but they have defeated the odds their whole lives. They've beat the odds their whole lives. They went from playing high school football to playing college football to now the NFL, right? So they've beat all those odds. A lot of them have beat their odds like DeMar, even in the neighborhood he grew up in. Right, Just to get out of that neighborhood, he had to beat the odds. So he's done it his whole life. So going out and playing four quarters of football, I can beat those odds too. right? So we'll ask Lincoln Kennedy about that. When They know what the risks are when they take the field, but they never think it'll happen to them. I won't be the one. It's similar to us when we, take, you know, when we do things that we're like, oh, that's never going to happen to us. That's never going to happen to me. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. And then it happens. What, what then? So Lincoln Kennedy will join us at 4 o'clock. Then at 4.30, Coach William Brownwell. He's from Mater Academy East right here in the Las Vegas area. Uh, girls flag football is going on. We've been doing the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award for girls flag football. Uh, we'll turn our attention to the community and talk to Coach William Brownwell from Mater Academy East. That'll be at 4.30. Uh, we got a loaded show for you. In the meantime, in between time, we'll also have the injury report that's out by the Silver and Black. We still have some locker room sound that I'd like to get to. Not guaranteeing that I'm going to get to all that, but I'm going to try to do as much as possible. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And here we are kicking off the opening drive here today on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And what better way to kick off opening drive than bring in my guy, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, also from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And Chris, thanks so much for your time. I wish we were joining each other to talk about, you know, Raiders Steelers or talk about something fun like that. But instead, uh, it's a little grim as we're talking about DeMar Hamlin, the Bills safety, who we saw on Monday Night Football uh, take a hit and, and get up and then collapse and... We thought it was a normal hit, Chris. We thought it was just, you know, okay, he's going to be yeah. down for a little while, then he's going to jump back up, and, well, that is not the case. And he's currently in a hospital in Cincinnati in critical condition. You cover pit football. Tomorrow's a pit guy through and through from college to high school, um, just from the local area. You know a lot about Tamar Hamlin, man. What can you tell us about the young man? First of all, like, if you've ever met Damar Hamlin and got a chance to sit down and talk with him, you could tell it's how special he is and how kind he is. From the minute that you meet him, he's about other people all the time. He's always trying to find a way to help somebody else. You know, you've most likely you've seen the charity that he does to raise, you know, to raise money to get kids, uh, get gifts, Christmas gifts to kids in his community. Uh, he's from the he's from the Pittsburgh area, but he's rock. He went to Central Catholic High School around here. You know, and he was a guy who was a four star high school recruit. He could have gone anywhere in the country. Like you know, uh, there's a great piece by by my partner Noah Hiles up on the Post Gazette right now about how. You know, Clemson and Alabama were not going to his door, but he chose to stay in Pittsburgh because he wanted to stick close to his community and he saw a special place for him there. Um, and anyone you ever talked to, like I, I got to interview him when he played and there was there was one time I gave him one less uh, interception on a season than he had. And he like corrected me, but in the most polite way that I've ever been corrected. <laughs> by a professional athlete. Right. And I was just like, I, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he was like, no, no, it's no big deal. Uh, but I just want to make sure you get that right. Uh, but right. Uh, uh, but Demar is always such a nice person, and you know I've been t- we've been talking to a lot of people that worked closely with him, coaches, players, and, and you just you you hear all the best things, and it's it's not hyperbole. This isn't just people saying this because he's just the guy that we're all praying for. And we all saw in a terrible situation. This is what people would tell you about Demar Hamlin any day of the week. Yeah, I have no doubt. I've been following what you've been putting out, a lot of the work. I saw. I know that you've been talking to some of his uh, former teammates there at Pitt, and everything is you know, glowing about him. And you mentioned staying home and staying in his community. That also means that he was staying close to his family. So I, I hate to put you in that situation, but can you imagine what the family felt like when their, their son, when their, you know, their, their family member oh. didn't get off that field last night? I, I can't, I, I cannot imagine that his mom was in the stands. Yeah. Uh, she rode in the ambulance with him to the hospital. Uh, and, and this is a family that's like well-known, like they, like they're respected. They, they, they were super nice. They were about being around, you know, Pitt as a, Pitt as a program and not, you know, cause there's, there's certain people, you know, you go to college and, you know, you go to college. That's, right. it, that's your experience. You, you enjoyed it, but like, you know, you don't make, you know, DeMar Hamlin's family, like they, they, they were known, they, they were loved. Uh, they talk about how he's a, he's such a great brother. He's such a great son. Um, I, I can't imagine seeing that moment. It, I, mean, I was even talking with one of his former teammates, Brandon Hill, about, you know, he said, I was, you know, like most of us, he was watching when it happened. And, you know, just seeing him collapse. He said as soon as he saw him hit the ground, he was like something that, that, that that's not right. Like that's not a, your normal concussion or just a big hit from football. Something's wrong. DeMar, and he just immediately went, you know, Brandon Hill, who's a guy right now who's preparing for the 2023 NFL draft, 
learned under Demar Hamlin, calls him his big brother, calls him his mentor, and he just he felt just like the rest of us, just the sense of panic and just you know hope and praying for 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 you know Demar to pull through in this situation. Uh, it's such a, such a terrible circumstance for such a such a terrific person. Chris Carter is our guest here from Locked Steelers, also the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. We're talking all things Demar Hamlin here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And Chris, how much of it is um, a shame on us? I guess that we're so accustomed to a guy going down, and we say, okay, well, even if worst case scenario he's carted off the field. We'll see the thumbs up and he'll be okay. It's like we're desensitized to the severity of what football could be. As much as we love the sport, I mean, it, it pays our bills, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's what we do yeah. for a living, but it's almost a shame that we're desensitized to small things until they become large things, like in the case of DeMar. You know, I, I think it, it's a sad thing that comes with covering such a violent sport and it's the nature of football and what happens in it. Um, and that there's there's collisions and there's these injuries and then there's you know there's dangers with playing with it and I think it put it should put into perspective a lot of the people that you know whenever they're talking about a player who wants more money and things like that and they're right. saying oh they're getting paid millions of dollars isn't that enough I get paid you know fifty thousand a year to sit behind a desk and it's like these guys are putting their lives on the line yeah like, like that they, it, it, and like Ryan Clark put that into perspective that like some you know the people say that we're going to war and things like that but literally football players with what they're doing like you have to protect yourself and even if you do protect yourself like tamar hamlin right. i got he doesn't head on he doesn't go out there with his head down that was just wrong collision and we, we still don't know exactly what happened there's people who are assuming that you know the, the the collision with his chest caused the cardiac arrest that's been reported we don't know for sure um right now at this time but you know whatever it is it's it's part of it and you're right we're desensitized to it and i liken it to you know i have friends who are you know, who are paramedics, police officers, firemen, and, you know, they, you know, it's kind of like you you get like that in these situations. But I think as reporters, our job is to remain connected to, to, to the humanity of the situation and to, you know, not say things that are like, oh, well, who's going to win this game and how is this going to affect the playoffs? Because that was an important game for right. the playoffs. Absolutely. Bengals, Bills, you, you, you and I broke down that game and called it the game of the week. Yeah. But all, none of that matters. As soon, as soon as something like that happens, I I didn't care. Like like people were talking about, is this game going to I didn't care. I was right. just sitting there like, you know, I, and not just because I know DeMar Hamlin, but because like, you know, you just you, you want that person to be OK. It, you know, it's crazy. At the same field just five years ago, I was I felt the same way when I saw Ryan Shazier not get up. Yeah. I was covering Steelers Bengals on the same field and, and you know, in a night game. And uh, he, he delivers a hit that just seems routine. And all of a sudden he's motionless and, right. you know, he was paralyzed. And luckily he was able to get back on his feet. I just, I so hope that we see DeMar Hamlin get to have the normal life and get to dance with his wife and, you know, and everything at his wedding. Uh, the same way we got to see Ryan Shane here. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better uh, myself. Again, Chris Carter is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. We'll wrap up with this. Um, again, like you said, we don't know the severity. We don't know what's going to go on. There's a lot of speculation, but we're not going to do that around here. We're just going to wait for the information to trickle out as we get it. But for for this, man, what does DeMar Hamlin mean to to the Pittsburgh area, man? For you know, Just, just as like a, a child of the area, what, what does he mean? Let me let me put it in the way that when I talked to Brandon Hill this morning, and for those who don't know Brandon Hill, he's a pit safety. He's been a key player for them for the past few years. He's getting ready to be a safety in the NFL draft. But in 2019, he came in as a recruit, as a freshman, and you know was a backup in the 2020 season. 
And DeMar Hamlin was his mentor. And he talked about how, like, you know, all season long, he was his big brother, always checking up on him. But then there was one game where Brandon Hill had to make his first start on the road against Florida State. And he said every night DeMar Hamlin showed up at his door at his freshman dorm where he where it was far away from where DeMar lived. And he showed up and he said, we're going to watch film. This is how you need to prepare. This is how you're going to have a great game. They watched film. And then Brandon Hill, in his first ever collegiate start, led the Panthers in tackles, had, a, had a, his first college interception and took wow. it back for a touchdown. And he credited him for that. He's like, man, like, he didn't have to do all that for me. He was a senior that was already guaranteed to make it to the NFL, just the way people were talking about him. And so he's like, that. he forever thanks him for that. And he said, even after he's, he, you know, he graduated, he went on to play, he played for the Bills. He still comes back and hits him up and he still has the contact with the Pittsburgh community. That's why when this happened, all of Pittsburgh was just like, oh no, like not Jamar. That's he he's because that's again, that's just one guy that he was a teammate with for like a year or two. Imagine the people that have known him for his for most of his life. Mike Tomlin just this afternoon said, I've known that guy since he was 12 years old. He's a spectacular person. We're just we're all praying for the best best here for for him. He said he was a Pittsburgher. He said he's a Pittsburgher. I'm a Pittsburgher. I mm-hmm. thought that that was uh, really good. And you know Tomlin like uh, no other man. And Tomlin's not a very emotional guy. And even though I didn't nah. see tears, you can hear the emotion in his voice when he was speaking this afternoon. Absolutely. And it, it, again, that shows you the impact. Like Mike Tomlin, he's about getting to know players. He's about developing those relationships. And even though he could, he didn't get to make Demar Hamlin, you know, a player that he got to coach. He appreciated DeMar Hamlin. He appreciated his journey. And in fact, you know, when he talked about why he drafted Kenny Pickett, he talked about how Kenny Pickett and DeMar Hamlin sort of united the pit roster uh, for the Panthers by bringing the offense and defense together because they were both leaders on the 2020 team. And it was mm. that, you know, their kind of changing of the culture of the locker room that led to the, the run that Pitt had to become ACC championships these ACC champions the next year. So you know, he has a lot of good things to say about DeMar, just like everyone does. Uh, again, just such a great person. I, I just I hope that we get to see him out and about doing his thing again sometime in the future. No doubt. No doubt. Just want the young man to be able to get up out of that hospital and go home to his family yes. and enjoy his life. And that's mm-hmm. all that matters at the end of the day. Well, Chris, fantastic stuff, man. I know it's a busy day for you. Uh, what do you got coming out, man? Maybe the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that we can get a little bit more uh, background on DeMar, maybe a little bit more of the writings about DeMar. We have a story right now. It's written by Noah Hiles uh, and myself. Uh, it's called DeMar Hamlin's Former Coaches, Teammates, Shine a Light on a Natural Leader and a Great Brother. You can go to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette by going to post-gazette.com right now. Read about DeMar Hamlin. You can also read about all the money that's been raised, over $4 million now yeah. for the charities that, he, that, that he's been doing. Such great humanities from folks all across the country. Really appreciate that. But certainly you can learn a lot by, by going there. Uh, we'll also have we'll also have f- more coverage as things come along there. We've been talking to everybody around Pittsburgh, trying to just make sure that we're all there, learning everything we can about about tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, great stuff, great work. Thanks for leading us off this afternoon. I do appreciate you. I know I'll be talking to you in a couple days, man. Keep your head up, and and we'll all pray for the best. Same same here, Q. Thanks again. No doubt about it. There he is, Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, starting us off today. And uh, that's what it's all about, man. So, Raider Nation, I, w- I want to hear from you, 69187, keyword R&R. What was going through your mind? What are your thoughts on uh, the situation with DeMar Hamlin, who's still currently in a Cincinnati hospital in critical condition? And uh, as information rolls out, uh, we'll, we'll pass it along throughout the course of the show if we get any. Uh, I've seen reports that we might not get any for 24 hours. I don't know that. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a radio dude. So as we get it, I will definitely pass 
pass it along, but I got a couple texts that I'd like to pass along before we get to Bryce Butler. Uh, one from the 702. I'm a Pitt alum. Prayers to this young man. If you want to support DeMar, donate to his Christmas toy drive for unfortunate children. Something positive to show that you care. And, uh, yeah, no doubt. And that's that – that is that, uh, that, that charity that Chris Carter was talking about that's raised over $4 million when his original goal was $2,500, and now it is over $4 million. So um, a lot of people have shown that they care. So, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, if you, you can Google it uh, to get the information if you do want to go ahead and, and contribute to his, uh, his GoFundMe for the, the Christmas Toy Drive Fund, as you mentioned. Thanks for that text. I appreciate you. Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up and say Q&D. I have to chime in on yesterday's scary accident. As I got home last night from running errands and looking at a ton of texts from friends, I didn't know what had happened during Monday Night Football. I immediately turned on the TV to see what was going on. My heart then sunk. My now 10-year stepson had a major heart procedure last October at Stanford Hospital, and right away I felt immediate pain for the Bills football player. That's exactly what went through my mind, and I felt sick, sick to my stomach. I'm hoping to hear some good news for the Bills football player, and he'll make a full recovery here. My thoughts are for him, his family, and friends. This brings so much pain, and it made me reflect to what happened to my little guy here. I know the pain. and wish nothing but positive thoughts. Couldn't help but get teary-eyed watching. Love and prayers. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray, and uh, I can back you up on that one thousand percent because i'll tell you what uh it's it hasn't even been 24 hours and i think i don't i don't even know if i have any tears left in me as many as i've poured out in the last uh you know few hours it's 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 in it's in it's unbelievable really but again it, it just so many different emotions and thoughts go through your mind so thank you for sharing sir whiskey ray i appreciate you and one more text from the 702 and this is actually one that came through on jt's show but i saw it and i don't know if it was passed along and i thought it was a hell of a text so i wanted to make sure i pass this one along as well I'm very proud to be a huge fan of the NFL who got it right last night when it really mattered. Both head coaches, hand down, handled the situation calmly and professionally. The emotion as a diehard Raider fan was unreal. I'm in shock. I couldn't sleep last night and haven't been able to focus at work all day. I'm a heart attack, open heart surgery survivor just seven months ago. This hits very close to home. All I could do was hold my kids and tell them how much I love them last night. I hope so badly that DeMar pulls through this fight for his life. That was a great text from the 702, and I promise you, as God is my witness, as I'm reading that text, my eyes are already getting heavy. Just reading that text, my man's sharing the story of him being a heart attack, open heart surgery survivor just seven months ago. And then me getting that image in, in, in my head of him going and grabbing his kids last night and just hugging them and telling them how much he loves them. That's what brings out the emotions. That is what makes this situation so much more emotional because I think everyone has somehow they can relate to this. 226 at the time. Thank you for those texts. Uh, keep those coming at 69187. Keyword R&R coming up next. Former Raider wide receiver Bryce Butler. He'll join the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers. Home of the Chevy Silverado. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Earlier, we heard from Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, also the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, talking all things DeMar Hamlin with him. And right now, joining us on the phone lines is our good friend, a former Raider wide receiver, also spent some time with the Cowboys as well, as Bryce Butler. And Bryce, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And as we were putting this together on Sunday, uh, trying to get you on, we wanted to talk about play calling. We wanted to talk about quarterbacks. We wanted to talk about the, what the Raiders are going to do moving forward. 
and then Monday Night Football happened, and, well, that just kind of changed everything. And Bryce, as a guy who's played the game at the highest level, uh, obviously you had to you know, navigate your way through high school and college to get to the, the highest level. When you saw someone that's a part of that fraternity, that NFL player fraternity, down on that turf last night, it didn't look the same. What was going through your mind? Oh, man. First and foremost, what's up, brother? Good to see you. Good to hear you. Hear your voice. Um, man, I don't know, man. There was just a lot of question marks, right? Like, like what happened to him? You know, the thing that I will say about playing ball is, like, the play that doesn't look bad is the one that typically ends up bad, right? Like, right. the non-contact injury when a guy makes a cut. It's always like the worst terror than like getting hit or something like that, right? And seeing that play, you know, like I'm still kind of like speechless, right? Because it was like, yeah. you know, what happened? Right. Then you run it back a couple times, and then you're like, well, it did look like he, you know, took a hit to the chest, but then you know you're just still like, well, it didn't even really look like that crazy. And then, you know, you found out what happened, and then it's like, oh, okay, dang, like, and obviously I'm not a doctor, so I I don't know what happened, how that happened. Only thing I know, like, playing with, uh, you know, former Raider DJ Hayden, Mm. he had a similar, I'm not going to say similar, because he didn't have cardiac arrest, but I think one of his arteries, uh, like, got severed from his heart uh, in a practice back in college when he was at U of H. Yeah. And, uh, like, remember, like, seeing that play, it kind of, like, looked like he took the same type of hit, hit to the chest. And um, so, like, when I, when I, when I kind of finally, like, I guess thought about DJ, I was like, well, maybe something happened to his heart. But, obviously, we don't know what it was. And then you can't, you got the information right. that he had cardiac arrest. And then it was just like, dang, man. Like, and... Yeah, can you hear uh, me? yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I think we lost you for a second. When you're, I'm sorry, I'm, I just got to my car. I'm sorry. When you're when you're on the field and you see one of your buddies, like eyes closed or eyes rolling back and or whatever it is, it's scary. You know, <laughs> it's scary because this is a guy that you spent time with in the locker room, and then to see him in a situation like that. Um, it never feels good. So seeing those guys crying and doing all that last night definitely was understandable, uh, and it definitely showed me the magnitude of the the injury before even figuring out like what actually happened to him. Yeah, it was it was scary, and and I've never played the game on a high level, right? I've I played at a very very low level, so I can only imagine what those guys who you know everyone we all look up to you guys as you know invincible because football players are big, strong, and tough, and nothing could ever happen. When you were preparing to play, how did you prepare your? I mean, how do you prepare for a situation? Situation like that. Or, or just, 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 like just how do you how do you game. how do you prepare to even get onto the field? You know what I mean? Knowing knowing what co- what could happen, worst case scenario, or is that something you don't even have to think about? Well, yeah, that's a great question, man. Uh, you know what's funny is like you know when we sign that paper for whatever the contract is worth. I mean, we know we're signing up to get injured, right? right. Um, it's a one hundred percent injury rate in the league. Like you know, you're going to get hurt. There's not one player in the league that can say, oh, I played X amount of years playing football in general, 
and I never had a injury. I never had a rolled ankle. I never had this. I never had that. Like nobody can say that uh, with a straight face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that, right? But like what happened last night, like that's not what you're thinking about. Like that's not the that's not the type of injury that you ever think about. You don't think about the life and death injury. Like you might see somebody tear his knee up and be like, wow, like oof. Yeah. I hope that never happens, right? Mm-hmm. But like nobody has seen something like that. Like like that that's like kinda like movie or like you hear about, right? Like mm-hmm. a guy getting paralyzed, like the Jack Tatum hit back in the day. Right. Like you don't like I've never seen nothing like that, man. So um, you know, when you're thinking about first of all, you're not really thinking about getting hurt. Right. But you know at some point there's gonna be some type of something in your body that's going to give you a hard time. And you kind of, like, you, you prepare for that as far as, like, training, you know, health, sleep, eating right, take ice baths, whatever. Um, but there's nothing that you can do to prepare for a moment like that, man. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I heard Chris Canty talking earlier today on Canty and Carlin on ESPN, and he said that we all as players know the risk when we take the field. We just think that because we've defied all the odds all our whole lives, we're going to continue to defy the odds. Is that is that kind of a feeling that you had when you were on the field? Right, yeah, exactly. Because And the reason why he says that is because you're not even thinking about getting hurt. When you're playing, you're not thinking about that. Right. You're just going full speed, balls to the wall. Like There's no... Oh, I'm not gonna stick my head in there because like I'm gonna get hurt. Like that's how you get hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Thinking about things like that. Um. So yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Like you know, you're not thinking about injury. You're just playing and trying to have as much fun as you can. Bryce Butler is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man Demond's got one for you. When you saw the players out there with their emotion, obviously a fellow teammate and an opponent going down in such a manner, can you speak to the camaraderie, the the feeling when you're with the teammates? Because you guys are with each other from six months out of the year. Just that closeness that you build with your teammates. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of these dudes are closer to their teammates than they are their families, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're spending so much time with the guy. Um, and especially a guy like him in which, you know, I think he was a second-year player, yep. um, got, you know, got his shot with Michael High going down, and he went to work. Like, he's been balling all season. Um, seems like, from what I've seen, um, seems like a, you know, dude that's in the community, uh, seems like a really good dude. So I'm already knowing that a lot of those guys are super emotional at the fact that, you know, it happened to him. Like, not him, like – out of all the people, like, he, he seems like like that shouldn't happen to him, right? Like, that's one of those, like, life is not fair moments. Like, it shouldn't have happened to him. Um, so to, to speak to that, man, like, it doesn't matter if you're an opponent or a teammate. You see that and you're on the field with them, like, you want to stand in arms, you know, with everybody because that could have been, that could have been me. Right. That could have been, you know, the next guy. That could, that could have been anybody. Um and then on top of that, like, it was a routine play. Right. Yep. Like, it was just T. Higgins caught a pass. Okay, come up. T. Higgins tried to make a miss. He couldn't, so he just kind of, like, falls into uh, falls into the player. And then and then he gets up, and it looks good. And then it then he falls out. Like, you know? Like, yeah. Cra- crazy, man. I, I'm still speechless. 
Yeah, no, I, I am as well. Uh, I, I've been very emotional. I'll be 100% honest with you. I've been emotional when people ask me questions about it, and I start talking and realizing that this is a game that you guys are playing, and you guys are out there playing on a very high level. Don't get me wrong, and we're very entertained, but sometimes I feel like we stop to stop remembering the human side of things and just look at the gladiator side of thing or the Bryce Butler, go score me some fantasy football points, or Bryce Butler, I need a touchdown. Bryce, how come you didn't catch that ball? Like, sometimes we forget that you guys, even though high-class athletes, are still humans. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that comes, but that comes with the territory, though, Q. Like, you know, when you look yeah. back in history, you know, with gladiators back in the day, um, yeah, we knew those people were human, but as soon as they were out in that, you know, that dirt mound with them spikes and javelins and swords, like, you just want to see entertainment. Um, and, and it doesn't change now when it comes to just, you know, watching basketball sports. Um, or even a movie, you know, like you see if Denzel Washington or uh, Julia Roberts is one of your favorite, you know, actors or actress, and then they play a movie in a role that you feel like they shouldn't have played. Then you're like, ah, I ain't like that movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, they, I, I don't see her playing that role. But then she's sitting there like, well, I mean, seven out of the last ten movies I did, I played this one person. I want to change it up. You know, I want to expand my horizon. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't think about that as a consumer. You know, you, you don't think about that as a consumer at all. Um, and even, you know, even sometimes as a player, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you watch certain things happen and you're like, oh, he didn't play good today or, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, really didn't put into perspective that, you know, dude's dad might have passed away last week, but he didn't really say nothing. That's why he was, like, walking around here with an attitude or, Really emotional, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of things, um, you know, that everybody deals with on a day to day basis, right? Like the only difference, I think, the difference between like that gladiator or that consumer mindset is just because of the fact that, you know, we're seeing this guy on a stage, we're seeing this guy on a platform, right? So since we're seeing this guy on a stage or a platform, he's the guy or she's the guy or she's the woman or right. you know mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with them. Oh, this is this is the president's son or this is the prince of, you know, the queen or whatever. So you think they don't go through nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, we see them on TV all the time. But nah, man, I mean, everybody, everybody goes through things. There's nobody at any position at life that doesn't have negative things or a traumatic issue, you know, maybe they're dealing with still to this day. Absolutely. That's facts right there. Again, Bryce Butler is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So a question that was asked to me that I didn't have a good answer for is, how does the NFL move on, right? How do they continue playing games? Or like, what kind of a timeline should there be so they don't look like they're insensitive, but at the same time, it's, it's business as usual? You know, it's funny. Um, I will say this, too. When... When I didn't really know the magnitude of, like, what happened, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, as soon as they get him up, you know, they're going to continue the game. Right, yeah, and we all thought I'm that. And I'm sitting there talking to my wife, and she was like, I nah, like, this looks serious. And I looked at her with a face, and I was like, this is the NFL. Like, as soon as they get him up, they, the play is going to continue. Because I'm, I'm talking from the lens of... 
I've never seen them stop a game like that for an injury. No right. matter how long somebody sits out there. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, Dak broke his leg a couple years ago. He was on the field for a while, but they get him out on the stretcher or the, the cart, and then the game keeps going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I was just thinking, okay, they get, they're going to get him up. I saw the coaches talk to each other. Um, and then when I saw them talking to each other, that's when I kind of was like, well, hold up. Like, did he die? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. That's what I thought. Because I'm like, I've never seen coaches like, because like, you could tell like what they were doing. You knew they were about to talk about, hey, like, should we keep going? Like, should we just go into the locker room? Because that, to me, that, that's the only conversation I had because the refs didn't know what to do. So they, I think it was like, let's just talk to the coaches and see what they want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then once they, once the coaches were like, let's just go inside, I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, Goodell will allow them to regroup a little bit. Um, and then depending on if the guy's okay or not, if Hammond's okay or not, maybe, um, you know, they'll just come out on the field maybe in like 30 minutes or an hour. And then when I found out, because one Q, you know, that, that was a pivotal, that's a pivotal game. Yeah. Like yep. the record and the seedings and the AFC, like that's a serious game. Like, so I'm like, there's no way. These owners won a 17 games for a reason. They got to get this game. And then I'm like, you know, like I'm telling you, like my wife was like, no, like they got to suspend it for at least a night. And I'm like, well, think about this. If they suspended and played tonight or Wednesday, now some of those teams have a short week. And now yeah. they've got to turn around and play a me- another meaningful game on a Saturday or a Sunday. And that puts more players in jeopardy. And ain't no way they're going to do that. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, next weekend, I was like, next weekend, like two Sundays from now, we have playoffs. Right. Yep. That's wild. So I, I kind of was like, I was shocked. But then when I when I found out they did suspend it indefinitely, then I was like, oh, shoot. Like, he's really, like, in trouble. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, he must really be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I don't know what they do. Like, it seems like they were saying, like, it, they wouldn't reschedule it this week. Right. So, I mean, at this point, now, man, the way I look at it, Oh man, it's tough. I, I I would just say just just draw it. Like just say, hey, these teams got to draw and just put an extra tick and a one next to their name, and keep it. And and then I guess if they played this weekend, they play this weekend. Um, obviously the 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 Bills are going to play with heavy hearts. Yep. Um, this weekend and you know the rest of the season, the rest of their way out. Uh, you know, um, you know they're going to be playing with in their mind. You know, I I you know. It's probably yeah, it may be too early, but I was like, ain't no way the Bills gonna lay down any week for the rest of the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't yeah. no way. Like right. they're gonna be playing with extra juice. Heavy hearts and emotions. Know, for their guys. Yep. Yep, you absolutely. Know what I'm like, I was, like, yeah, I was like, Man, for whatever happens to tomorrow, I was like, There's no way those dudes don't go to the Super Bowl because they they're gonna be playing with extra juice. Because you can see um, Stephon Diggs, while they were on break, like kind of trying to rally the troops, and you could tell him saying, like you could see that he was saying, "Hey, play every play like it's your last," mm-hmm. because it looks like it can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, wow, that's a great point. Yeah, man, it's tough, man. 
It is. It, it really is. And like I said, I didn't have the right answer because, again, I don't want to be insensitive. I do realize it's a business. I do enter, realize that these games, it's the end of the season. It's about to be the playoffs, as you mentioned. So decisions are going to be, have to be made. Bryce, I'm glad I'm not in that office. I have to make those calls. Right? I'm glad. Exactly. I, <laughs> exactly. And deal with the scrutiny of the media trying to, you know, because, I mean, even yesterday, you know, Skip Bayless, um, you know, Skip Bayless sent a lot of tweets out pri- like prior to, like I guess, the main radioactive tweet that set a lot of people off. Right. Um, you know, talking about Demar, like praying for this guy, like you know, I hope he's all right. You know, and then after those tweets, you know, then he said, "I follow Skip. Like I'm a big fan of Skip, so I follow Skip." And then he said, um, "You know, like what are they going to do? Like there's a game of this magnitude." And, like, typically the show goes on, and he said, right now that seems like it's irrelevant. And I think that irrelevant word, you know, people read that the wrong way and thought he was just trying to, like, say, like, forget DeMar. And I think he wasn't saying that. I I thought he was saying, like I said, I thought the game will continue to play. Right, right, right. So for the first time in my life, I'm I'm about to be 33 at the end of this month. For the first time in my life, a football game was deemed irrelevant because of an injury. I've never seen any – I don't think you can say it either. No. Like I've never seen a game become irrelevant because of an injury. So I, that when I saw Skip say that, I knew exactly what he meant. Right. But then, you know, I have buddies sending me that text like, man, he's a piece of trash. I'm like, no, like, I said the same thing. Like, I understand everything he's saying. I understand where you're coming from. Like, you read it. You probably read it out of context. And he's saying that this guy's injuries are relevant. I was like, no, I think he's saying the game is irrelevant now because of this injury, which I've never seen. Right. No, and, and you know, um, I'm sure and, I'm sure everybody read that in their best Skip Bayless voice as well, because we all know he pushes the needle. Exactly, you know, exactly, so exactly. so as I read it, I was yeah. like, oh, that's foul. But but I, I, you know, when you say it, it makes a lot of more sense because you're a good dude, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, yeah. I get it. I, yeah. So like, I, I understand like what you're saying, like it's, you know, you know, in today's age, in today's day and age, you know, you don't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. that gets misinterpreted by the mass of people who may not know you personally. Right. right. Yep. And, you know, try to jump to conclusions because of, you know, things that you said prior and like try to hit you with the Well, you know, he, you know, he likes to do this. So, right. Yeah, so I do. I totally get it. I understand it um, from both sides of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, man, I hope my man is good. Um, I haven't, I haven't reached out to any of my buddies that play for the Bills mm-hmm. just because I already know like it's a heavy space right now. Right, absolutely. And I would rather just wait. I would rather just wait until every like just like everybody else until they release some type of information. Um, you know, rather than trying to push you know, push the envelope of me just trying to know, you know, to a guy that was there last night. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you, man. I I understand. I I hear you loud and clear, my man. Well, like I said, I I had planned on talking to you about, you know, Raider football and what we saw on Sunday. But, again, it it felt like it's really not as important as what was going on uh, with DeMar there in uh, in the Cincinnati hospital right now in critical condition. Are you coming out this Sunday or this Saturday now for Kansas City's game? No, no, man. I'm I'm retired for the season, man. I'll be watching. (laughs) Okay. Um, Obviously. Um, I know we're not talking about it, but, like, I liked what I saw from the offense last week, so I definitely would like to see it again. 
um, you know, this upcoming weekend against the Chiefs. Um, but, no, I will not be in the building this week, my man. I'll be at home. Okay, well, look, let's do this, man. Let's watch this game on Saturday. Let's see how it all shakes out. Me and you will exchange some text messages, and maybe we can line something up for next week where we can go over the game. All right, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Have a good week, and prayers up to DeMar and his family. Absolutely. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate your insight, my man. All right, all day, man. Talk to you soon, brother. All right, there he goes. Bryce Butler, former Raider wide receiver. Uh, lots of good stuff right there. Plenty of, uh, of time he gave us this afternoon. I do appreciate it again. When I set that conversation up, it was meant to be all Raiders. It was meant to be Jarrett Stidham. It was meant to be uh, what he liked from the offense. And you heard him right there. Damon, you heard him say, I like what I saw on Sunday. He said he liked the play calling. This was just text messages that me and him exchanged with each other when we were leading up to this. But, again, at some point, you realize that, okay, I don't think I need to deep dive into the game because it's really not that serious. Let me go ahead and talk to a former player who was out there on the field, who went through every single snap, that knew you know, what it's like to get out there, just like the, his, his brother, Damar Hamlin, who, who is still, again, in the Cincinnati hospital. We're waiting uh, to find out some more information, but it's not guaranteed it's going to come through anytime soon. So if we get some, we'll definitely pass it along. But many thanks to Bryce Butler for the time he gave us this afternoon. We definitely have to take a break. 2.51 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Coming up at 3 o'clock, John McClain, GalleriesSports.com, also Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Talk all things NFL. Uh, talk to him about when he thinks the NFL or how the NFL gets back to action, gets back to business as usual, given the circumstance of what's going on. Got a couple texts I want to get to. This one's from Brad in the Bay Area, specifically Concord. Said this goes just goes to show you that no matter how much hatred we scream, curse, and want our rivals to get rocked and popped on the field, when it comes down to it, we are one big fan base that comes together no matter who it is when something bad occurs. I'm hoping that numerous Ra- Raider booster clubs from the Bay to Vegas forms contributions to this man's charity. And if you're interested, and thank you, Brad, for that text, first of all, if you're interested in his charity, it's called the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, again, organized by Damar Hamlin. It's GoFundMe.com. I just tweeted out a link to it uh, at your boy Q254. I'll also tweet out the link from R&R 920 AM. So if you don't follow me but you follow the radio station, that's okay. Uh, it's out there. Again, no pressure to do so, but if you want to, you can. Again, it's been almost $5 million has been raised, and he was only looking for 2500 So that lets you know how many people have, in fact, actually reached out and did so. Uh, Raider Joe from San Ramon said, prayers for Deron Harmon. Sorry, it's not Deron Harmon. I'm sorry, Demar Ham- Hamlin. I'm um, just reading this damn text. I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. I've never seen anything like what I saw that night, and it's another reminder that these guys are doing this for our entertainment. I honestly don't even want to hear about anything about football until we get any word on how he is doing. That's Raider Joe from San Ramon. Sorry for uh, butchering your text, my man, but uh, there you go. Uh, That's good stuff. And then one from the Mailman Raider said, hashtag fire Skip. And we just had Bryce Butler on that kind of understood where Skip was coming from, but because Skip Bayless is Skip Bayless, and he kind of has the attitude and the approach that he always does, uh, anything he says, you always take with a negative kind of approach. And so I understand uh, what Bryce was talking about. Good explanation and breakdown from Bryce Butler. Coming up next, John McClain, GalleriesSports.com and Sports Radio 610. He'll kick off hour number two of the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.